Welcome to the Vocational Education Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Dan. Pre-activation strategies are also known as priming or cueing. There are six learning strategies, I like to call them teaching strategies, and how seven different pre-activation or priming strategies can be used to get your learners' brains ready for the content you're going to deliver. Now, to ensure you get the most out of this video, I really encourage you to get a pen and paper ready, so I'll wait. Okay, so hopefully you've got your pen and paper. As we go through each learning strategy, think about whether this is something that you actually use, and if so, have a look at the priming strategies we suggest are the best ones to use for that particular strategy, and then have a think about how you can employ them next time you're training. So this is the last in a set of 12 videos made to highlight the pen principles developed by the Science of Learning Research Center at the University of Queensland. So if you find this video helpful, go back and check out the others. I'd love you to not only subscribe, but also comment on the video content and maybe add your views into what works, what doesn't, or some additional ideas that you've come across in your training experience. So let's have a look now at how learning strategies and priming strategies can be matched to best suit the outcomes for your learners so that their brains are ready to learn the content you want to deliver. Let's have a look. Pen principle number 12 states that pre-activation strategies should be used to guide learning. From a psychological point of view, once a student determines how to respond to a stimulus, this pattern will guide future behavior. Educationally, priming students with conceptual games, memorization tasks, and comparison games will influence how they interpret lesson content. And what's happening in the brain is that preactivating a stimulus response reduces brain activity, making it easier to process the new information with similar stimuli. The questions we're going to answer in this video are that can all learning strategies be primed? And can we adapt preactivation strategies to suit specific types of lessons? So put simply, the priming effect is a way of introducing ideas that are going to set the student's brain up for the content that's about to be delivered. If you can see here, the simple boxes state things like bread, juice, and milk. So therefore, the fourth box isn't likely to be soap, it's likely to be soup. And on the other side, it says towel, shower, and shampoo, and the same sort of thing. We're gonna be ready to be introduced to something like soap. So this is the brain saying to us, we're ready to learn what's coming next because our brains are already primed to expect something that's coming. So let's now introduce the learning strategies and priming strategies. Firstly, we have using questions and discussion as a foundation, followed by asking students to teach back or peer teach the key concepts, using demonstration and visual learning, game-based learning concepts, content-heavy instruction or knowledge-based lessons, and finally, virtual learning and online instruction. The priming types are all defined as attention priming, but individually we're going to be looking at positive and negative priming, semantic priming, associative priming, repetition priming, perceptual priming, conceptual priming, and finally, masked priming. So let's start with using questions and discussion as a learning strategy. Discussions and questions are designed to get people thinking about a subject. In a way, they are already a priming activity. So to get the most out of this teaching approach, consider using perceptual and conceptual priming techniques. Perceptual priming involves the stimuli that have similar forms. For example, the word space will evoke a faster response when it's preceded by the word trace, because the two words are perceptually similar. 
If you're asking an open question to start a discussion, use words that are similar to the key topic headings that you'll be teaching. You can start this by making a statement prior to your question. An example of this is, Sliders push drivers. If you move the slider on your mixing desk higher, what effects might you hear on the sound out of your speakers? In a similar vein, conceptual priming involves a stimulus and response that are conceptually related. Just like the little cartoon we saw at the start, words that relate to a subject will prepare students to associate other words to that subject. For example, we'll be using the following screwdrivers in this activity. A Phillips head, a flat blade and one other. What are some other screwdriver types that you've used or are aware of? Teachback and peer teaching. As a learning strategy, this has excellent results when it comes to retention. The learner has to not only remember the content, but deliver it in a way that makes sense to their peers. A priming technique that suits this type of activity well is repetition priming. This occurs when a stimulus and response are repeatedly paired. Students become more likely to respond in a certain way more quickly each time the stimulus appears. So you can instruct your students to consider creating questions or tasks that pair elements of the content together logically. For example, let's say the topic is childcare. The students are going to teach back content relating to, say, administration tasks. Instruct them to prepare two lists. One is the list of admin tasks and the other is a list of duties they need to perform. They then pair each task to each duty. When they're teaching the content back, the other students will recognize the pattern of task and duty. And as they go through the process, they'll be ready to match the duty with a task more easily. Demonstration. A lot of vocational teaching requires demonstration. Showing learners how to perform a task is certainly a comprehensive strategy when there are a number of steps involved. An interesting priming technique to use here, along with most of the others, is masked priming. Masked priming involves part of the initial stimulus being obscured in some way, maybe by having a cloth over a part of the equipment before you reveal it, or a card covering up steps as you go through them one by one on a whiteboard. Even though the entire stimulus is not visible, it still evokes a measurable response in the learners, and they are ready, if not eager, to guess what the next stages are. Game-based learning. This teaching approach is an engaging way to problem-solve, introduce possible outcomes, and generally make your session more interesting to students. Let's see how we might use positive priming to make this even more interesting. Revealing an initial stimulus such as a result for correctly identifying a key word activates an association in the student's memory just before you carry on with the game. The idea is already partially activated when the student encounters the second stimulus, for example, getting a word correct. So less additional activation is needed for them to become consciously aware of it. Not having to use extra neural capacity to deal with an answer improves the engagement and overall learning within the game. Content-heavy or knowledge-heavy sessions. When you know you have to get through a lot of difficult content, or there is just a large amount of content to get through, you may be in a position where you just have to present the information as it is. Ideally, we would all prefer more time, but there are some things that you can do to improve the retention and engagement of learners when faced with this situation. Consider semantic priming. This involves words that are associated in a logical or linguistic way, similar to perceptual priming. Where you have a lot of content to get through, consider arranging it into chunks that have similar wording, topic relationships, or applications, rather than just going through it in a linear order. This technique 
primes the learners to be ready for the content that, at the very least, has associations within it that can reduce their neural demand. Legislation is one of those topics that many teachers raise as an example of mind-numbing lecturing. Preparing your talk into logical categories can make use of the semantic priming technique. In doing so, you can prime your learners by explaining how each set of legislative sections relates to the key topic heading. So, when you start on each of the sections, they are primed to make the association with the topic heading, thus making it relatable or, in other words, less onerous. Virtual and online teaching. The odd one out here is virtual and online teaching. Unlike the preceding strategies, this is a mode of delivery that can encapsulate all of the other strategies. But there is one barrier to learning that needs to be accounted for, and that is digital literacy, or more precisely, digital nativity. Students without a confident approach to digital modes of learning can find this mode daunting. So what type of priming do you think would be best to use here? Think about each of the priming strategies we've discussed, and you may have to research each one a little more, and consider how you might use one or more to prepare your students for engaging more confidently in a digital environment. So hopefully you've managed to write down the key topics presented, but if not, you're probably one of those autonomous adult learners who does things the way that works best for them. Either way, I'll link the research behind these topics in the description, and I'll also include links to more information on the pre-activation strategies so you can explore them in more detail and maybe come up with some answers to the virtual and online teaching we just talked about. We would love for you to subscribe if you haven't already, so you can go back through the other 11 pen principles we've unwrapped for you. Going forward, we'll be publishing specific topic content relating to modern day vocational training and assessing, including business topics for those of you interested in running your own training business. If you'd like us to investigate other topics, please let me know in the comments. Have a great day and we'll see you soon.